It's about getting to know people, just connecting with others and putting yourself out there. You're listening to the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast, the only leadership podcast run by undergraduate students dedicated to helping undergraduate students lead in diverse fields. From people in diplomacy to entertainment, from CEOs to student leaders, we feature people from all walks of life. It's all part of the mission. Here at the Messina Leadership Institute, we make leaders better. Hello, and welcome to the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast. My name is Alyssa Carrier, and I'll be your host. Today, I'll be talking to Samantha DeMars, the Assistant Director of Student Leadership at Seton Hall. She graduated from Rutgers Graduate School of Education with a Master of Education in College Student Affairs in 2022. She now advises Seton Hall's fraternity and sorority life. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. To start off, could you talk more about your journey and how you came to be in this position that you're in today? Yeah, so I would say I was the over-involved student that you all are for the most part in most Greek life. I feel like most of you are over-involved. So I was the super active student. I was in, I worked in admissions. I worked in my student engagement office. I was in Greek life. I was working with student advisors. The list kind of goes on there. And I was with the activities board. And so I kind of did a lot of that in school. I wanted to be a lawyer for a long time. I was prepping for law school and all. I did mock trial and I did, did all the works. And then basically I had an internship with the working in government, which is where I kind of wanted to go with my law degree. And I really did not like it. It was really emotionally like tolling on me. It just felt like I wasn't going to meet the goals I wanted. So then I kind of looked to go to say teaching and I was like, okay, I've always wanted to be a teacher, go back to that route. And in doing that, I worked at a camp over the summer with first graders and they were fantastic. And I love teaching them to be people, but telling them all the works of how to use forks and knives and how to go to the bathroom and things like that, which is too much, too much for me on a daily basis to not have adult conversations. So I went back to school and I cried to my advisor, like, like many people do in college and say like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I don't like anything. I don't know anything. And she basically was like, Sam, you know, this is my job. I work at a college. Like this is a real thing that people do. <laughs> and basically I was like, yeah, that's true. But my concern was always that I loved what I did on campus. So like working, doing like student events and stuff like that, because it was for me. So like I was picking the speaker, I was picking the concert because I enjoyed doing it. And then basically I went to a concert that I had no idea who the person was and it was for first years. And so first years came, they had the time of their life. And all I could think was I sat in the cold all day and sat with the equipment, but ultimately I loved seeing how happy they were at that event that we provided for them. And that was kind of my sign that this is where I wanted to kind of move forward with. So then I went to grad school at Rutgers, College Student Affairs, and there I oversaw 30 clubs and orgs. And then I taught a class at the Honors College and at this like um, a different school on campus as well. And then I worked with the LGBT groups on campus doing like diversity training. I also worked with orientation at Colgate, all these different experiences throughout my Rutgers grad school time, which led me to the one thing missing of it all, Greek life. (laughs) And so basically when I saw this opportunity at Seton Hall, I was like, this is my perfect time to jump in. I was in Greek life in my undergrad and I was like, I would love to gain more experience in this and kind of pull all the stuff I learned from all the other groups and kind of showcase that here. So that kind of led me to here. Wonderful. So I know you talked a little bit about your position as advising Seton Hall's fraternity and sorority life. Could you expand a little more on that? Yeah. So I currently oversee 
I think we have 26 now fraternities and sororities on campus. Within that, we have a bunch of different groups. So we have CPC, which is the Collegiate Panhellenic Council. So this is like those social sororities that you would see, I feel like that you'd see like on TV and like that you see SNL skits about and things like that. Then we have fraternities. So IFC, so Interfraternity Council, which is the social fraternities. Again, similar idea that you see on TV, I feel sometimes. And then we have a business fraternity on campus. We have a service fraternity. And then we have MPHD, which is like the divine nine. So historically black fraternities and sororities. So we have six out of the nine, which is great. And then within MGC, the Multicultural Greek Council, we have multiple organizations that are pr primarily focused on like Latinx and Hispanic students joining their organizations. Not that they're exclusive to that, but that's primarily like their background. So ultimately I oversee all of them. I work as the administrator for the school on their part. So paperwork, things like that, but also supporting them with events or any kind of conflicts they're having as well as just an extra backup to them as like a support person. I've heard about the resurgence of the Greek Honor Society on campus and I think you have something to do with that if you would be willing to tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so basically right before COVID, we had this and other schools have this as well. It's called the Order of Omega. And so basically this is just an organization that showcases the work that Greek life students do. So it's not just academic based, it's a holistic kind of review. So it does like their leadership experience within the chapter, outside of their, their chapter, as well as their grades too. So it's all kind of comes together. So basically the decisions haven't been sent out yet. Hopefully by the time this is posted, it is. Basically, students have applied this semester for it to be reactivated. So we had 80 applications, which was really fantastic for it to come back. And basically it kind of highlights the great things that Greek life students are working on on campus and how they can kind of, how they're impacting the community and hoping to help others do that as well. That's amazing. So you work a lot with shaping young leaders, especially on this college campus. So how does that affect you? Is it rewarding, stressful, all of the above? Definitely all of the above. <laughs> I would say it's my favorite part. I've actually said to chapters, and I don't mean in any way against any of them. I love them all. But I actually, like, my concern is not for their chapter as a whole in terms of, like, that organization. Like, a lot of chapters have been here for 30-plus years. They've been here forever. So, like, they will continue to survive. To me, it's more about that student experience and the students that are in it now. And, like, how can they grow? How can they meet their goals? And, like, what is driving them for motivation? And so my whole thing is, like, how can I help them as students grow? Because eventually they're going to move on from these positions as well, and they're going to find different things in their life. But what can they take from their Greek life experience and their leadership in those roles. So to me, it's really important to focus on that student experience and like what matters to them and like how I can help them get to that point, whether that's connecting them with people that I know, kind of connecting them with different administrators, giving them resources from other schools or things that I can just do for them to help out is kind of my goal. So it definitely is rewarding and exciting and I'm getting emotional now because a lot of my students are at the end of their terms. So like a lot of them are transitioning out. So I will have a new group of students to work with. Ultimately, there is that balance of like where I can kind of step in and be support to them. And you mentioned before how you're very involved in leadership throughout your life. What lessons have you taken from that that has prepared you for your role now working with college students? I think it's about finding the things that you actually care about, like in the passion for that. Like, I feel like they all tell you that when you go to the involvement fair of like, you're going to sign up for everything your first year. And then you realize like, eh, I don't really love that. I want to kind of do different things. I think it has a lot to do with that. Like, what do you actually care to do? It doesn't have to do with your resume. It has to do with like what you're passionate about. And so I think that's the biggest piece. And also like 
it is four years. Like, do the things that make you happy. Like, find the things that you actually love. Because in hindsight, like, why did you waste your time doing that? So to me, like, I'm someone that's big on the fact that, like, I'm here to, I support Greek life, obviously. I'm here to promote them all. But I will never pressure someone to join. Because I think that that's a big decision to make. And I want them to be happy with their choice. Like, that is what's most important. And those that are happy with it will be the most committed and the most valuable to their chapter. Because they want to put in that effort. Which I think is the most important piece. So that's a big thing I learned and also just like time management and understanding that like students have a lot on their plates and kind of being aware of that so like yes do I call like students throughout the day from nine to five at random times yes I recognize that they might have class and I'm willing to work with that to say like okay I just need to do it so I don't forget but ultimately get back to me when you can and I think the last thing is understanding that like my whole thing is, and I think this is hard for some administrators, not just administrators, but I think for some people to see generally, is that, like, this is your whole world. Greek life to them, like, when they're in that position, if they're a chapter president, like, this is everything to them. This is their 24-7. They are always on duty. They're always doing that. And so I try to respect the fact that, like, if they're contacting me, they need help. Like, they are looking for more and they need assistance because they know I'm reliable to do that. And I think that is a big piece I took. Like, that consumed my whole life in college. Like, all of those things. I was so committed so driven like doing all of that stuff it's the same for them and yes as soon as they graduate it changes 100% like they will realize this is not as important but right now it's so hard for them not to focus on those things so I want to be sure that I'm supportive of them in that process. You mentioned before that being passionate about something makes you a really great leader what advice would you give to students who are trying to find that passion that maybe don't know what it is yet? I think just try out random things like try out things that you're interested in and don't worry about the fact that your friends aren't doing it like who cares like I think you'll find random pockets on this campus that you can be a part of like I would think even doing like this podcast for example like that's probably not something on the front that you walk in and you're like oh my gosh there's this thing I can do like it's about getting to know people just connecting with others and putting yourself out there like going to like SAB events and stuff like that I think those are just generic things to go to that like you're gonna meet people and hear them talk about it so that you know you can go to other stuff and eventually you'll find your niche in that process so I think it takes time but I think it's just about putting yourself out there. So is working with college students always something that you had in mind or something that you had an affinity towards or is this a fairly new development that you've found your passion for along the way? I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was always something I thought to do. I think like I mentioned I think a little bit earlier that it had to do with that experience of like I was in, looking for law school, looking at that route, going to work in government, all those different things that I thought to work with students that were very small and with first graders and young kids in elementary school. And then I needed to find that middle ground. And I felt like this was that for me because I still got that time that I meet with adults and have like real conversations. I also meet with students who are adults and having those conversations, but it's very different worlds all the time. I always say Greek life, I think Greek life specifically Every day is a new adventure, I say. Like, there is something going on constantly and something that I, you never would have expected it to happen. So I think this keeps me on my toes and keeps me kind of excited all the time, which I think is a really great job to have. So you say that something always comes up, something always keeps you on your toes. What's something that sticks out to you that has really, really shocked you, really surprised you? I would say it's the creativity of students. I think that, like... The problems they face are things that are repetitive in nature in the sense that like people have faced them before, but they're new to them and it has new details to it. So like solving problems. I also think their events and like what ways they try to raise money for philanthropies and stuff is always unique. Um, and I also think that ultimately like it's just always new team dynamics. Like 
every group has a different group that's coming in, different leadership. The councils have different leadership. So like, it's just a lot of different working pieces to it of like figuring out where people kind of mesh together to have a like a solid group. So you were at Rutgers University for a while. And what was the leadership style like at Rutgers versus at Seton Hall? Rutgers was a much bigger school and completely different environment. So how did that dynamic work? And was that transition difficult? So, so I went to a really small school before that. So just, so I went to Lafayette College, which had about 2,500 kids. So very small school, bigger than Seton Hall in terms of size, like location size, but students was a very small student body. So I'm very used to a small school. So like Seton Hall to me felt very normal because of that. I think Rutgers, I think Rutgers is really cool because it has so many opportunities for students. Like there's so many pockets of connections you can have like I don't know it's just like there's so much to do but so many offices as well like here at Greek Life like it's just me for Greek Life there because it's so big they could have an office of five like that's just how it it kind of pans out but I think I think both have their perks like I think both of them are unique in their own right I like my time at Seton Hall because I think I can connect with more students like they're more invested because they're smaller groups at a time I think at Rutgers the biggest transition for me was like with clubs and orgs like you don't really have that time to connect with them because there's so many of them so they really can't get to know you within that time while here I feel like with Greek life I get to know all of the chapters and I really enjoy that piece that like I feel like I'm involved in the group um or at least from the outside like being involved in the community more so so I think that's the biggest piece I also got the opportunity to work at the honors college at Rutgers I would say that's the closest experience to here in terms of a small group so like those students are dedicated committed to their organizations and I would help them with that work so similar presence there but overall I just think it's like different structures so like there's just like I'd have to call eight different offices before I got to where I needed at Rutgers potentially while here it's like it's three people like I even like it's just a different setup just based on the size. So you've had a lot of opportunities throughout your experience how do you know which opportunities to take and which to maybe let you pass it by? I feel like it's a gut thing if I'm being honest I, I know that's a really bad answer but I feel like it's a gut thing I think for me with this job, like I just kind of knew I was like, I want that experience. Greek life was always something on my mind. Greek life was always somewhere that I wanted to go one day and have that opportunity. So when it came up, I felt like I couldn't miss out. Like I had to take it while I had it. I think at least for my field, like with working in higher education, I think looking at different jobs, it really has to speak to you because like you're doing so much that's involved with students. So if you don't love the work you're doing, it's really hard to kind of stay with it. So for me, that was really important in looking at that. I think for others, like in terms of advice more so, like I think the same idea applies. Like if that's your passion and that's what you love to do, like just jump on the ones that you see because it could be gone and who's to say if it'll be there again. So I think that's really important. And you've also been in an awful lot of leadership roles throughout your entire career. And what is the biggest lesson that you've learned? What's the biggest takeaway something that you feel like is integral to your leadership style I would say just have compassion for people and like be understanding I feel like I'm a pretty flexible person and I think that if people are honest and accountable and like kind of show up and kind of be that way with me I'm very willing to work with you like I want it to work out for you and like I think for me the biggest piece was I was one of these students too that like was so invested doing all this stuff and I understand the pressure they're under. So I feel like I take from all of that, that like if they're passionate, that makes me excited and that makes me like happy to help and be there for them while also recognizing that you have to meet students where they're at. Like they might not be at the level that a senior is going to be at if they're just starting as a sophomore in certain roles. Like that's just how 
kind of life goes. So I think it's meeting students where they're ready to go and where they can get to so that they feel comfortable with you and kind of build that relationship so that they can grow and mature over time. Lovely. All right. Thank you. On behalf of everyone at the Pasita Leadership Institute, I'd like to thank the podcast team, 89.5 FM WSOU, for allowing us to use their facilities and you for listening. Follow us online at www.shu.edu backslash leadership, on Instagram at Pasita Leaders, and on Twitter at SHU Leadership. At Seton Hall, we make leaders better.